Today in New York, Donald Trump Jr. may testify in the civil fraud trial against him, his father, and their family business. He would be the and will be the first of Trump's children to take the stand in the coming days. Don Jr. is named, along with his brother Eric, as a defendant in the $250 million lawsuit. They're accused of knowingly participating in the scheme to boost their father's net worth. CNN's Bryn Gingras is outside the courthouse for us. She's joining us now. Bryn, what could we learn from Don Jr. when he does take the stand? Yeah, Kate, we can learn about his involvement in the preparation of these financial statements. Now, you said May, and when I saw you yesterday, Kate, we were talking about how the schedule could shift just a little bit. So a quick note on that, and that's right now an expert witness is on the stand being questioned by the state's attorneys if there's going to be cross-examination. So it's possible Don Jr.'s testimony doesn't happen today. It could get pushed back to tomorrow. So we'll see on that. But when he does take the stand, that's what he's going to be asked about, the heart of this case. How did he prepare or help prepare those uh, statements of financial condition. How was he involved with evaluating the company's assets, his father and the company's net worth? And we already know that he somewhat distanced himself because of a deposition that was under, he was under oath back uh, in 2022, where he essentially said, listen, I have a business degree, but I would rely on my legal team, my accountants to bring me the paperwork, and then I would sign it. He said, quote, I had no real involvement in the preparation of the statement of financial condition and don't really remember ever working on it with anyone. So we'll see how he sort of steers around sort of that whole issue when he does take the stand. Uh, and then we do expect Eric Trump to take the stand after uh, his brother, possibly sometime uh, before the end of this week. More pointed questions likely for Eric Trump since he uh, does a lot of the business for Trump Org and has been mentioned many times actually throughout the course of this uh, trial so far. Kate. All right, Bryn. Thank you so much. John. All right, with us now, former federal prosecutor Renato Mariotti. Renato, great to see you. A, a great, great legal mind said that this testimony is a minefield for the Trump children. That great legal mind, by the way, Renato Mariotti. Why is this a legal minefield for the Trump children? Well, it's very, very challenging for them because, of course, they want to maintain their relationship with their father. But at the same time, they have their own liability. I mean, these financial statements are like poison or they're, they're like radioactive. Of course, they want to say they have nothing to do with them. They weren't really aware of what's going on. They weren't paying much attention, as we just heard a moment ago. Um, but at the same time, they, they also don't want to say that there was something wrong with the business or that they, for example, uh, were uh, you know, told by somebody else like Donald Trump to do this or that to just sign uh, without without reading these things carefully. So I think they're in a very, very challenging position, which is why they took the fifth so many times uh, when they were questioned previously. And of course, when you take the fifth in a civil trial, how is that different than a criminal trial? Well, it's a really good question, John. In a criminal trial, the jury is told that you cannot have that used against you. They should not consider it at all. In a civil trial, the jury, or in this case, the judge, can use that against you. In fact, you, essentially, they are to assume or presume that they, the testimony would have been negative. So uh, it would have worked against your interest. So when, for example, Eric Trump is asked, did you engage in a scheme to defraud, and he takes the fifth, essentially, the judge can presume that, in fact, he did. All right, so Donald Trump, who has been fined 
by this New York judge for comments that he has made outside the courtroom on social media. He posted again last night on, on Truth Social. I'm not going to read it verbatim here, but he attacked the attorney general. He attacked the judge. He attacked Michael Cohen, who was a witness in this case using all kinds of, of colorful language. I don't mean to make light of it there. So what do you think the judge? How do you think the judge will react to this? Well, I got to tell you, John, it's a fantastic way to win the judge over. Uh, since he's the one deciding this, there's no jury. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's obviously, I think, being sarcastic, it's obviously a very bad strategy, uh, when, given that the judge is deciding the fate of Donald Trump's businesses. Um, so I, I think at the end of the day, uh, regardless of the judge's reaction, it's going to be a problem for Donald Trump. But I imagine the judge is going to keep ratcheting up the fine. Uh, we saw, you know, five $10,000 fines. Obviously, that may be pocket change to Donald Trump. I think the judge is going to continue to ratchet up the ratchet up the punishment uh, until Trump understands that ultimately this is uh, not going to be productive for him. But Trump obviously doesn't care. I mean, Trump has been fine. Trump knows this could get him fined again. At what point does it have an impact on him? If he's already he's already lost, by the way, this case he's already been found liable in this case. So what more bad can happen to him? And would this translate, do you think, to when he takes the stand as soon as next Monday? Well, there are degrees of losing, okay? Uh, and so I think that the whole reason we're having this trial is because there's a number of counts that have not been yet decided. There's been an extent of what the remedies would be, what that the judge could impose. So I do think, you know, the judge is ultimately going to be the one trying to determine what's going to happen with some of these uh, entities that are under Trump's control. So. There are some consequences there, but I do think the judge is being pretty cautious about imposing penalties for this specific conduct because there's speech involved in First Amendment issues. So I do think the judge is being careful. Uh, I'll, I think he's going to ratchet up the fines, but I don't think that those fines are ultimately going to deter Trump from doing that again. We're on Mariotti. Great to see you. Thank you very much.